money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money, David. Well, that's good, because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. I'm Dave Van Opp, and I'm here with my wife, Reb. And we have our uh, regular guest on the show. I'm going to introduce right away Ray Borg from Compass Canada. You're with us again to, today, Ray. Welcome. Thank you. David. We love Good having you on the show and just making you a regular. So enjoy <laughs> being here. <laughs> so, so we're, we're gonna we're having a conversation. If you missed the last number of shows, the 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 theme that we've been going over is the hows and whys of debt. In a sense, uh, there's lots of media attention right now about interest rates and all the craziness. But we really have been the last couple weeks just digging into. What is going on with this whole area around debt? We know that logically it doesn't make sense. Why would we pay anyone interest to buy stuff that, you know, over the, over the long term? Would we get the cash, we pay for it. If we have the money, then, then we buy it. If we don't have the money, we don't. I mean, that makes sense. But really, we know that there's a lot more going on in the heart, and that's, in a sense, what gets us in trouble when we talk about debt. So we've been having this conversation. If you missed the last shows, um, I just encourage you to to check them out. The last two, for sure, were the were first hard. one was on appetites and longings, and last week was about. Um envy and coveting and I don't know if Dave I thought I was going to give the disclaimer there no I know I don't know Dave Dave actually confessed to me on the way in this morning uh, his own uh, little envy moment that he had to push back so you know Dave's not perfect (laughs) it's it's how we we prepare for the show we get (laughs) the the, the slate cleaned off So, but yeah, it's been. Uh, do you want to tell everybody? Oh yeah, I know. I was going to say now you got our interest peaked here. Okay, okay. Well, here, here it is. So, so I had a couple conversations yesterday. We've been. Uh, it's been a really busy time for us, for our family, the last number of months. Uh, for for those of you who know, our daughter Mercedes went to Russia, and she's my right hand during the summer in terms of filling in at work and and whatnot. And I talked to two people yesterday who were just telling me about their holiday plans and, and what was going on and how they had a relaxing time. And I was able to um, celebrate with them in the moment. Uh, but afterwards, <laughs> as I was you know, driving home, I thought, man, I would just love to check out for two or three weeks and, and just kind of, you know, walk away from the office now no i'm not going to do that but that was my envy moment to say oh man i would really like to do that uh and so who knows yeah. maybe maybe one in in a number of months things will slow down and we'll be able to do that but well it's likely that we will so you know there's that we are anyway, not I had deprived. to i had yeah, to yeah, yeah. see i had to put him i had to drag that out of him on <laughs> air so go. you know people know that he's like pretty human. i never get away with anything <laughs> of course Oh, well, Brene Brown would say you've got to confess it out loud to take the shame off of it. So, you know. Well, I'm not, anyway. I'm not, I, I am not ashamed <laughs> as my voice goes higher and, and anyways, we won't go into all of that. But today we're going to continue that conversation. Really, that's why we brought Ray in uh, to talk about 
Ray, with Compass, you see this a lot around, you know, helping people get out of debt and the process that it is and saying, okay, what, it's more than just the math. It's more than just the, what's going on in, in, the, in the bank account. It's what's going on in our heart. And that's really the focus mm-hmm. of Compass and, and some of the material that, that Compass has you walk through, right? Right, right. And, and so, you know, what is the... Hang on, we have to do scripture verse. We haven't done the scripture yet. Uh, yes, I, I was just getting there. Oh, man, okay. Okay, go for it, Rebecca. <laughs> Take it away. I'm like, we always do. Well, no, that's not true. We didn't We I know, we've saw, up, we uh, have mixed it up. Now I'm confused. Anyway, okay. It's summer. Bear with us. All right. So today, um, some of the direction of the conversation we're going to have is going to be talking about... Um, why we go into debt again um, around the emptiness that we can feel inside, the void we have and what we try and fill it with. So there are verses in Psalm 34 that are actually quite encouraging verses and maybe answer the question to some of that filling of the void. So I'm going to start at Psalm 34, verse 6, and then I'll read a few of them. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions, we could stop right there, but the lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children. Listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil, your lips from telling lies, turn from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. So, the reason these verses jumped out at me when I was thinking about the topic we're going to be having today is because I just feel like we need encouragement to know what is our answer. And our answer, and we're going to say it again like we always do, but it's the Lord himself. Whoever desires life and to see good days is to keep your tongue from evil, your lips from telling lies, turn from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. Well, who is the ultimate peace giver? It's Christ. And if we want that fulfilled life and satisfied life, um, it's following it's following after him and what he says is of value. And that I know isn't as nice sometimes or as easy seeking the Lord as just stopping in at a store and buying, you know, a nice top because, you know, you haven't gone shopping in a while and spent money. But that seeking the Lord is is crucial to our journey and mm-hmm. our journey around money. And this, these verses say, taste and see the Lord is good. Those who seek the Lord lack nothing, mm-hmm. lack no good thing. Doesn't mean you're going to have a mansion necessarily or drive a Mustang or whatever car you love to drive, <laughs> um, but you will lack no good thing. You will have the way of the kingdom inside of you. And that just looks different than the world. So those are the verses. Mm-hmm. So, Ray, we're going to just have you jump in here because the marketing, the media, there's, there's an exchange going on here. So, so what we've read here from, from the psalm is 
you know, this is the way to actually find, in a sense, fill the void that's in our heart to fill. And, and the marketing, the media, the world around us also presents a message of, in fact, filling that void as well. Um, and so in your experience, you know, how do those two clash, interact? Uh, you know, maybe the clash isn't the right word, but how does that work? Or compete for our attention? There you yeah. go. That's what I feel like, you know, you know, you have that sense of Psalm 34, right? Yeah. And, and that wooing and drawing mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit to pursue Jesus and getting to know him more and have that sense of him coming and filling that empty place in our lives. And you have that drawing and the prompting of the Lord, and yet on the other side, you got media coming at you at every which angle to just mm-hmm. draw you and to say, this will satisfy, this will bring that place of contentment. And, you know, I've seen people struggle through that. I know my own struggle through those things. That sense of realizing every once in a while I have to pull myself short, you know what? That really doesn't bring any peace or contentment to me. It's kind of really artificial and mm-hmm. and very short-lived because as soon as the bill arrives or you, your visa's <laughs> bill is far greater than you expected, then it's like the joy of that. And that's that's long forgotten what you purchased. And mm-hmm. so it's like then there's kind of a lingering bitterness uh, or aftertaste that's not so great. And so mm-hmm. I, I see people as we walk alongside others mm-hmm. in that wrestling, how can you manage and pursue God and allow Him to come and fill that place, that void we talked about, that sense where we can walk in relationship with Him and He fills that and brings a peace and a sense of contentment that things won't satisfy those things. But walking in relationship mm-hmm. with Him and coming and allowing His love to fill our hearts, that that's the true place of contentment. Right. And I love what the, the verse says, you know, it talks about taste and see that the Lord is good. And, and in a lot of ways, that's a little bit of a foreign idea. Like, how does that work, right, mm-hmm. in, in, our, in the reality of our lives? Because, I mean, I get tempted by Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? You know, the smell, the taste, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I find out. And, and when you were saying that, Ray, I thought, that's exactly right. When I, when I actually eat Kentucky Fried Chicken, I realize... I don't like it as much as I thought I did like it. And, I think and the, it, that reminds me of the quail story when the Lord says, fine, Israel, I'll give you meat. Just wait and see. But then the scripture says they, they weren't satisfied and filled until they had manna the next morning. Mm-hmm. So quail came every night. But then the manna came, and the manna represents Christ, mm-hmm. you know, the eating of him. But And it is, it is a kind of foreign thing. Here we're talking about it, you know, Using that as an example, well, I'm hungry, so let's just go put it on the visa. Let's go out for dinner instead of going home and making a home-cooked meal that takes time and effort. You can't eat it right away because it takes prep time. And then you just say, ah, uh, let's just go out for dinner. We'll worry about the bill later. I mean, I think anyone can relate to that. But isn't that the way almost with the Lord where we're like, oh, let's just take what's easy and fulfilling in the moment instead of, Going, going to a worship service or being alone or getting my Bible out and having to read Leviticus or, you know, I mean, sometimes, okay, I mean, I'm making it sound really dry. He isn't dry, but I think there's people out there saying, but it's not exciting for me. It's mm-hmm. not, yeah, yeah. you know, the reality is, is Christ really practically that fulfilling? And I think that word, seek, like, wouldn't you say it's in the seeking, but seeking after something isn't immediate. No, that's right. So it doesn't have the immediate gratification at all. And so it's it's a journey. 
and a pursuit uh, that unfolds bit by bit. Right. So how do we encourage people to keep going? I think part of it is, for me, is recognizing the things we try to fill in that aren't satisfying. You know, it's easier to flick on, you know, Facebook and see what's going on or turn on the TV or, Mm. you know, surf the Internet, those things. And then suddenly an hour goes by and you could have used that time to just kind of sat quietly and meditated on the Lord or a scripture and just said, Lord, can you speak to my heart in that process to give me understanding about Mm -hmm. it? So, so if I'm hearing it right, I mean, some of some of the the distraction, in a sense, especially in our current culture, where there is so many things to distract us from, in fact, the Lord, like the Lord saying, "Come to me." I mean, that that is a invitation that happens constantly throughout Scripture. Is as Christ enter in. in um, inviting us i can get the word out inviting us to come to him and then we've got facebook and we do this and we do that and and all of a sudden an hour goes by and we think wow where did that hour go right Uh, and so the invitation is always Mm -hmm. there to come to the lord and then uh, as even the scripture says the first one i think it was verse six you started at reb that said you know this poor man called out to the Lord. Well, finally, I got desperate enough <laughs> to push all those distractions aside and get to the Lord and so, go, okay. So that's the question. What makes us desperate enough? What makes us desperate for that in terms of our finances? Like, is it is it the trouble that we get in financially because we've put it all on the credit card and now we can't pay for it? You know, my observation is that people sometimes can manage the pain for quite a while and then it's like suddenly they hit a wall either they maxed out their credit cards their lines of credits and they're saying like how am i going to keep going, going on this track and and then or they suddenly come under the conviction of the lord they know the information mm-hmm. i've heard story after story you know you told me this two years ago and i didn't do anything with it and i thought yeah it's the right thing but i never took the energy and the time to just apply myself mm-hmm. and make some decisions because it's really mm-hmm. core decisions of your heart that you know money's not going to control you you're mm-hmm. going to control it Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. And none of these things are easy. And, you know, we could give try and give a five point. This is what you need to do. But it doesn't quite work that mm-hmm. way because everyone's story is different. Everyone's personality is different. Mm-hmm. I know we have one very dear lady who listens to the show and, and is a client of ours. It's like, Dave, we've got to call this this spending plan something different. It's just not creative enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what did she end up calling her mortgage payment? Her sanctuary. Yeah, she called it sanctuary. So she put sanctuary on it, which actually is quite brilliant. But we're all different. So we all have, like, if you need to change the categories to make it sound a little more artistic, go for it. Do what you need to do to to do that. But. Yeah, and, and I think we have to recognize that, that there is this constant tension between coming to the Lord with all of this stuff and saying, I have needs, I have desires, I have things that, that um, you know, different levels of need in the sense of this is a desperate need, and then realizing that we sometimes go to the bank or we sometimes go to other sources and we don't really take that to the Lord. And do we... 
you know, maybe that's the question we're asking too. Do we really <laughs> trust the Lord that he is going to come through like he says it, it, in the scripture, right? Well, you know what? I just, just give you a practical example. Um, my car is 12 years old, and I've never in my lifetime driven a car that old. But I know that that's part of stewarding. And since we've been on this journey, it's like, okay, Lord, the car's still running. It's still good for the most part. But there's a few things starting to go on it now. And I think, okay, God. I really would like a miracle. This is the kind of car I would like. Mm-hmm. And so I've actually started to pray over the last few weeks, Father, would you provide your provision for us to be able to have this vehicle here? And this is why I want it. And I know I could get a cheaper vehicle and that kind of stuff. But I know Father also wants mm-hmm. to bless his mm-hmm. kids, and I'm his mm-hmm. kid. And so there's that balance, and yet saying, Father, you know what? Would you extend this car until we have the resources to be able to pay for another one? Mm-hmm. And that's part of your heart and your provision, too. So it's part of asking the Father those right. things mm-hmm. that are still um, part of our lives day to day. You know, I'm thinking, um, I heard a teaching over the week, and it talked about praying the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, and asking daily for our bread. It wasn't for tomorrow. It was about our daily mm-hmm. bread, that place mm-hmm. of asking and coming before Jesus and saying every day, will you come and meet my need? Mm-hmm. Wow. And for some of His us, that's where we're at. grace is sufficient for the day. Yes. Right. But it goes back to the manna thing again, because I remember yeah. doing a Beth Moore study in it. I, I don't know if it was the picture she described or in prayer the Lord showed me. It's like, you know, you're in your tent and you need provision. You know the manna's fallen. And you can stay inside the tent because you don't really want the manna. You're waiting for something better or different mm-hmm. so you don't go out. Or you go out and you collect so much that what happens? It gets maggoty and no good and you have to throw it out. And isn't that the most, like it's such an illustration to what we do in our life. Like, and all of us do it. But like that's powerful to say, you know, and Jesus said, you, you know, got enough trouble for today. <laughs> Just take care of that. Don't mm-hmm. worry about tomorrow. But easier said than done. And what does that really mean? Are we going to take him at face value and start to uncover that Jesus way is a kingdom way that is so upside down and backwards to how we are told to live? And I just am constantly reminded, I got to go back to the word and see what he says. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how how do we live this out? And Dave and I are always say Dave says this to me all the time, my entire 26 years, because we just had our anniversary. What does that mean practically? You've got all this, you know, great pictures and visions or ideas or scriptures or whatever. But what does that mean practically? And I'm like, I have no idea. We got to ask the Lord about it. Like, cause I don't, I don't know. How do you do it? It, yeah. it is going and saying, Father, I have a desire for a new car. I've been driving it for twelve years. Like, this is a need. This is going to be a need. You know the need, but this is what I'd like. Mm-hmm. And, and being and able to there say again, that. I mean, recognizing that we are coming into the presence of our Father. And again, mm-hmm. what child doesn't, in a sense, climb up onto the lap? And we've got a six-year-old in Serena, and, and she climbs up into my lap and tells me exactly <laughs> what she wants, um, you know, right now. And, and when I say, well, I'll think about it, she puts on that little pouty face, hoping that I'll see those puppy dog eyes, as she says. And she knows it's, it's in she a She knows sense, exactly what she she's exactly doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. And she, in fact, says, Daddy, I'm giving you puppy dog eyes. Does that help? You know? Uh, 
I'll think about it, honey. Right? Down to fine so, art. Uh, but as a father, I take great joy in that, right? I, I, I actually know that, and she knows that, you know, it's it's our little thing that, that we do. But she's expressed her needs. She's told me what, what she wants, her desire. And, and, and as a father, how do I react to that? Do I say yes all mm-hmm. the time? No. Do, do I say it? Do I, in a sense, want to say yes all the time? Well, sometimes I think about it and think, ah, I'd really like to say yes, but I have to think that through. And I, I just see God interacting with us the same way. He sees. We've been talking today about this, the void that we try to fill mm-hmm. with stuff, which leads us to debt. You know, there's that void in our hearts. And so God sees that void. And he, in fact, we read the verses, wrote it down. This is how you can fill that void. Fear the Lord. And, and Rebbe, you can probably sum that up a little bit more. But, you know, fear the Lord. Well, what tu- else? And to, well, turn from evil. Do good. Seek peace. Pursue it, which is seeking the Lord. It's knowing that the eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. The eyes of the Lord are on us and that his ear is attentive to our cry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just, while well, Dave was saying that, I was thinking we were learning the verses with the kids this week about ask and seeking and knocking. And then it goes in Matthew 7, it goes into the verses where, you know, um, if your kid asks for a uh, bread, are nice. you going to give him a stone or a fish? Are you going to give him a serpent? Mm-hmm. You know, D- Dave takes great joy about Serena asking. And I'm just like, oh man, get off his lap and stop asking all the time. But that 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 heart of a father, I just appreciate that attitude because then it says, if you be who are evil, know how to give good gifts. How much more will your heavenly Father? give to those who ask him Mm -hmm. and then it says which dave and i were actually quite surprised in that in that section of verses is so then um do unto others as you would have them do to you that golden rule follows the goodness of the good give gift giver and the father and i'm like man Sometimes I just I, I just need to think about that more because, you know, you're so in the and maybe people out there are like, well, God's like this, this and this. I'm not giving. I'm not tithing. So he's mad at me. And that's why I'm in serious trouble it has nothing to do with it. His grace is sufficient for you. His grace is sufficient. You he takes you where you're at and it's a journey and he wants to lead you to a better pasture. He wants he knows who he's made you to be. Dave and I have been talking about that too and we've forgotten there are layers and layers and layers that came on through the garden of eden and the choosing to sin that whole story god put his dna and his fingerprint in us and he just wants to call it out Mm -hmm. fill yourself with me because i'm going to help you remember who you are and who i am and that that's that's really it's not about this money thing it's about what god knows he's made you to be and the enemy just wants wants to keep us enslaved so we never remember who we are like that's amazing mm-hmm. and and like shocking all at the same time <laughs> And, and, you know, I, I'm going to circle back around to some of the compass material that, that is available because the reality, just a simple Bible study like that begins to dig in and bring revelation of what's going on in your heart so that, again, the, what happens in our pocketbook is a reflection of what's going on in our heart. And so, you know, taking some intentional time to say, all right, 
let's go through the process. The Bible's really clear on, on some of the practical things around money for sure. But Ray, you know, you've seen that as you, as you've worked through and worked groups through that compass material to see the transformation doesn't only happen in the pocketbook. No, it just uh, your whole perspective of life changes. You know, I've heard many stories of the impact of this study, how it's, you know, a friend of ours said, well, she just thought it had to do with, you know, setting up a budget and following and all kind of stuff and realized after going through the nine-week course, she was like, it just opened up a whole different perspective of of how we've been entrusted with everything and how do we manage all aspects of our lives. So she said it it was a much broader perspective and opened her eyes to a whole new level, and mm-hmm. it's it's changed her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you watch that with some people, and some people, you know, they're it's too much. They engage mm-hmm. for a while, and then it just becomes overwhelming, and it's like, Lord, I need to walk this in my pace, sure. and I pull away and let me process this a little bit more mm-hmm. and unpack it and help me understand how do I walk this out practically. Right, right. You know. And and if people are out there feeling pressure because, you, you know, you're in the midst of trying to face it, like understand that there's grace and that it's okay if it takes time. Yeah, it's okay right. if you have trouble. But find someone to talk to. Find a community. Find your small group or your pastor or, um, you know, more than enough or a compass. Like this is why we exist. This is why we're here because, you know, we've had people who call last minute and say, I just can't come to the seminar to Tonight because for, for practical reasons, but sometimes the pressure points are getting pushed, mm-hmm. and and I'm like, you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? Come mm-hmm. back next month. We want you if you can handle it. Come mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and uh, you know, just we're coming up to the end again. The show just flies by, but the one of the things that uh, you know when we are going through the journey if we can just simply keep one thought if you can take one thought maybe this is it is is to to figure out what it means for you to crawl up into the lap of your father you know and know that everything that you need everything that you need and and even some of the things you desire you can just put them out for the father and he can actually take care of those things and and again we know that that's in a sense, whether it's the, the picture of Jesus being the good shepherd, whether it's it's the Father and us being able to approach the Father and the invitation from that. I mean, all of these pictures that, that Christ puts in, and that God writes in Scripture points us to this, this idea that God is good and that he truly does want to provide for all of our needs. He truly does want us to come to him first. Uh, and and recognizing that we live in a world where there's so many other messages coming in at us that would distract us or pull mm-hmm. us away or or and so again you, you take a Bible study like Compass you do the nine week course you, you get into more than enough and you come to some of the seminars you do coaching and these are just opportunities for us to push back those voices and actually hear the heart of the Father mm-hmm. to you calling out who you truly are um, right there in his lap right there before him and so i think that's a just a great 
uh, a great uh, pitcher and, and and maybe homework assignment is to figure out what that looks like for you. Is it I go for a walk? Is it I sit down mm-hmm. with my Bible? Is it I journal? It might be all three. Um, you know, it might be something else totally different. If you're like me, it's uh, chopping wood. <laughs> yeah. out in I, go, the bush. I go out in the bush and I chop wood, and that's where I interact with the Father, right? So, you know, however that works. So maybe, uh, Reb, if you would just uh, pray. Sure. Father, we're grateful for this morning and for all that you teach us and how you lead us and guide us into truth and that your desire is to see us drawn near to the Father. And um, we're just so grateful to you for the chance to talk about this openly uh, still in our nation. Uh, And for this, we're grateful to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thanks, Ray, for joining us again. What a, it's great to be with you again. It's always great to have a conversation, <laughs> even with the microphones in front of us. Uh, and we love having those conversations offline, too. Um, if you haven't caught the last shows, as I said, we've been doing a series on, on the hows and whys of debt and a little bit of a different perspective. So, you know, listen up on those. You can get them on iTunes. Uh, you can get them off the morethanenough.ca website or off chri.ca's website. Either one of those. Um, yeah. And, 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 and Google uh, Compass Canada to get the material you need to get mm-hmm. you on your way. Exactly. And, and to get some follow-up, there's some great material there. Um, Ray, any last, anything last to say? God you, bless you all. <laughs> Ray's good to go. So join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.